0: podcast world this is mr neil coming back to you with another fantastic 90s netflix nostalgia i think we landed on that title uh <laughs> podcast uh today i've got uh, a returning guest uh first off mr warren hicks is back with us warren how you doing man i'm
1: honored to be here again even better movie
0: that's right and we liked you so much but the the other guy we kind of cut out um you know mark mark didn't make the cut this time Instead, we got his, uh, his, I guess, funnier brother, Rob, Rob Bogart. Hey, man, how you doing, man?
2: That's, that's the first time that's been uh, designated onto me, so that, that feels good.
0: Yeah, you got a lot to live up to now. So Yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, it's funny, I've actually, um, and I didn't tell you guys this, but um, my history through film class um, has gained a new audience. We, there was a, a teacher over at Stratford that was, Um, doing this class as well and i don't know how they um passes on somehow to someone else but i got reached out to and they were were looking to add my podcast to their um to their stuff so um, a couple couple stratford grads on here and a memorial mustang so boo rob
2: (laughs) it just sucks
0: (laughs) that's right Uh, Well, today we're talking Heavyweights, and Heavyweights is a movie that I think we all agree is a timeless classic. Um, But let's uh, start with with you, Warren. What do you like most about this movie in general?
1: Um, I can turn on this movie at any time and hear, like, one word or, like, just see a still shot and be able to rattle off the next, like, ten pages of dialogue. And I, I I every single time I still laugh at every single thing. There there's nothing unfunny in this movie. And I just love it. It's so good.
2: We lose Rob. No, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. First time first time on a podcast.
2: So uh bear with me here. Um yeah, for me it's um I love, I love the dialogue. It is, especially, I was nine years old when this came out and I didn't see it in theaters, but I did Mm -hmm. see it at home. So I was probably nine or 10 when I saw it and this just captures the way that kids that age talk. Like they're a little older than I was when I saw it. Like that's Mm -hmm. how I would have addressed um, people in a comedic manner. And the other thing, and and I'm going to get into this later with some of my notes, but like this launched or like was the, like, early stages of so many different careers that it yeah. blows my mind when i watch i watch it last night and i'm like oh my gosh if this person doesn't if this if this movie is not good then like there's some things we may not have in our in our world in pop culture. absolutely
0: yeah i agree on that and it's, it's funny because i don't know like how i first saw this did this movie make theaters
1: like I, mean, I think I think it was in theaters briefly, but I, every single time I remember watching it, it was on like Disney Channel, yeah, or VHS. or it was like I spent the night at some friend's house, and they're like, "Hey, have you seen this?" And I was like, <laughs> I've, "I've heard of it, but I really like it, so let's watch it."
0: Yeah. So when I was I was thinking about that, I was like, because I saw this at an early age too. I remember like the movies I just kept watching over and over were this Three Ninjas. Um, I mean, I already did a podcast on Power Rangers but mighty ducks mighty ducks yeah those were in little giants those were like the five movies that i just continually watched um when i was about that age and then watching it as an adult you pick up on so much more that you're like oh my gosh that's funny
1: yeah Uh, out of all the out of all those movies you just mentioned though this is the one that holds up the best by far like 100 you can tell it was really well written and like Judd Apatow being one of the writers yeah. who's one of the most popular and famous writers today. That was his first feature film to help write.
0: That's, that's crazy. And then you, I saw, um, uh, someone else that's a, uh, uh the guy that plays Tim, um, he's, Paul yeah, Paul Fag. He write He wrote for the office a lot, didn't
1: he? He so, he wrote bridesmaids. He wrote The yeah. uh, spy, wrote, like, wrote,
0: like all those, all those Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. That's insane. So yeah, a lot of a lot of careers, like you said, Rob, began at this uh, this stage. So fun stuff. Well, let's.
2: let's, One thing before we get going. Sorry. Do y'all want to know the the Rotten Tomato score on this? The critic score out of a hundred.
0: Oh man, should we take a Uh, guess first?
2: Yes, please guess. I was shocked.
1: I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's uh, like a seventy-eight.
0: I'm going like half that. Like I believe, I believe, I believe the
1: critics actually liked it more. That's my guess.
0: Oh man, I'm gonna say,
2: like 52. 29 is the oh. critic score, which is just unforgivable. Wrong. Oh, However, that's... the audience score is 77, which proves, to Warren's point, that the audience is smarter, and that's that's just. I don't. I don't know who.
1: I don't know who would possibly want to be like critical about that movie. Like there's so many other.
2: Yeah. So, twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes is unforgivable. I was hoping it
1: was going to be one of those oddballs where it was just like very very high.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Roger Ebert's like four out of four. This thing is incredible. This should have been going for the Oscars.
0: (laughs) yeah so i mean obviously we're stands of it and I, I mean everyone else is too i think i mean this aged super well as as we said um and it's got some of the most iconic scenes um like if if you go into like i'm, I'm big into gif culture on twitter and every time i i like look up a gif there's there's probably like 45 from this movie that are very usable um mm-hmm. So we'll get into some of those with our favorite scenes. So let's just kind of go from from top of our heads. Uh, let's talk about what we liked most about this movie,
2: as far as scenes go.
1: You go ahead first,
2: Rob. Well, I just got a list of scenes. I can read them off about what I like about them. It's however you want to handle this, Brett. Let's um, go with
0: your favorite first, like the one that you're like. This one defines the movie for me.
2: Okay, that's oh man, that's so tough. Uh, I think I think I'm going to go with the weigh-in when they are when he is like thinking this is going to be the apex of Tony's infomercial and he gets them all on the scale and they've obviously been cheating on their diets and getting the food snuck in by excellent means by the way brilliant plan
1: yeah
2: um and and like just just watching everything crumble around him and the, we get the first inclination that like we already know tony's crazy but this is when like his mental like his mental health like, we're starting to call him the question because he's like talking to himself and and then he snaps and it goes to the nature hike which leads to the apex of the movie yeah uh, but I, but i think the weigh-in is like the the, the building blocks of just yeah. what is going to eventually be like the triumphant moment of this movie
1: joshua burnbow get on the scale <laughs> get off the scale <laughs> <laughs> really
0: both weigh-ins because that other weigh-in montage type one yeah there, i mean that's the when you said i could rattle off the next 10 pages of script i've i mean just with la Freque in the background going yeah i know every line
1: yeah so yeah that rob that one's an awesome scene i'd say for me my favorite um and it just gets me every single time and it's one of those things where every single time i watch it i feel like i see more and more uh it's when they first get to the camp and they're in the chipmunk cabin and they do the download of all the all the candy and everything and you have got Sam the real chunky kid. He goes, "Hey new kid, come get these salamis <laughs> off my back." And they're just the, every time I watch it, I feel like there's more and more candy that just gets dumped out of there. Uh, it's so good. That is that is like setting the scene as to just like how over the top awesome it was and it all oh. stemmed from, "Hey, I snuck some Oreos." <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: and not only that, but just the well-packed, like, briefcase and and other stuff that they bring is just, it's just awesome.
1: That's so good.
0: Um, For me, uh, I like, I like both those things. I mentioned the montage to Freak Out, just because it has pretty much all the one-liners, like, come from that one scene. Um, But things that I went back and, like, didn't remember liking as much, or, like, just flew under the... Uh, radar. Let's first, I want to talk about the opening scene, like the getting out of school stuff um, with just the, the classic like people throwing their papers and there's like two people just making out in the hall. Uh, yeah. uh, does I that happen,
2: remember. school teacher? Is that, uh, is that what happens on the last day of school? Yeah, it happens. No. <laughs> it's not at all. Um, no, yeah, that whole
1: thing where the kids are just like you see the clock and it right as it hits three o'clock on the dot kids basically have cannons full of loose paper and some of the word some of the things they say are hey those books aren't those books are expensive you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) so on top of that the things that i picked up on the second time watching because this scene i mean i was sitting down with my wife watching it and just some things that i was like is is that what i think it is his friend, whoever that guy was, that obviously didn't go to fat camp because he wasn't fat, um, had a had a shirt on that just said "Mean people suck." <laughs> <laughs> so, th- th- there were kids playing baseball at like three p.m. on the dot, like yep. like they were out of school for that. Yeah, um, like the the dog that was barking at him, and he just running because he's afraid of dogs, or that dog hates fat people, and then the lemonade jug.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that was a great scene cuz he just puts down like a $5 bill, which I want to get to how much money these kids like bring to camp by the way. Um but the lemonade chug <laughs> always gets me cuz those those little girls are just like Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> When he gets when he gets home and uh uh that guy's there and he's like no way I'm going to camp. I got plans this summer. I'm going to hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have any plans. <laughs> You're such a teenager. It's great. I
0: have plans this summer. I'm going to hang out.
1: <laughs> hey, New York Islands, huh? I heard they're the team of the future. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was if Tim Blake, Blake Nelson. For that yeah. scene,
2: I've got a ton of questions, but we can save those for later. But no, I, okay, I gotta go uh, into it. Okay. First of all, that guy's showing up at Jerry's house. They live in Long Island. This camp is not in Long Island because they're flying there. And, without parents. Right. So, like, did Jerry's par- parents call this guy, right? Called the recruiter to come in and show him. Is there, like, a big fat camp recruiting lobby that we do not know about that, like, people's parents are, like, calling – you know, whatever his name, Roger Johnson, good original name there, calling Roger Johnson to come out and be like, hey, my kid's overweight. Will you come pitch the fat cam to us?
1: I mean, they sent him the Camp Hope promotional video with uh, Pat, but yeah. that, was, that was really all they could do. He's only got one copy. You can't go send a copy of it to everybody. He has to fly out there and take it to every single one. But he was driving that beater car. that wasn't a rental, so he's definitely like a door- to door salesman guy yeah. to, for Camp. Home. yeah
0: that's that's pretty funny, good pickup on that. Um, and I'm glad you you mentioned the like flying to this place. Um, I love the Keenan Thompson introduction when he just rolls up to him. He's just like, "Hey, you're going to fat camp. <laughs> what? why? Because you're fat.
2: <laughs> I'm fat. Is that your dad? dad? Is that your dad? Why did you say that? He spats you.
1: Well, so are you. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm going to fat camp.
0: <laughs> uh, the staying power of Kenan Thompson to stay relevant since he was that age. And then the knuckle puck guy. I mean, he had it going on at a young age. Um, and I know we all watched all that growing up. But, man, yeah. Kenan, he, he had some staying power, still does um let's see any other scenes y'all want to talk about um
1: a uh, huge fan of the buddy system yeah <sighs> yeah that uh hilarious that whole character lars is uh he wins a movie
2: he, yeah I mean, let's
0: let's talk lars because this is yes it's a ben stiller movie but this is a lars movie this which, is a lars
2: movie
0: i don't know if that actor was in any other movies i tried to look up his uh, imdb page and all i got i couldn't get past the fact that he is also kind of an overweight person now yeah uh, <laughs> but he's still the show man um let's talk about lars and and some of our what, what do we think his best quote is because i know we're going to talk best quotes in this movie and he had probably 80 percent of them so what's y'all's favorite
1: oh man that's that's hard um, I think when he when he's doing the buddy system and he's running up and down, he's like, "Hey, no, no running! Hey, don't drink the water. He peed it. And he's like, don't pee in the water. And he's like, hey, don't drink the water. He peed in it. And he's pushing kids off the pier. Nurse Julie, <laughs> I've got a severely deviated septum, and I make an alarming noise when I sleep. Don't be worried. I'm fine.
0: That is that's pretty good. In and most of them come in the, the uh the montage scene. Um like my I think my favorite is is when they pause the music briefly to weigh in the kids, uh, and they get <laughs> I think it's Josh gets on the scale and he goes, hmm, very fat I see.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Sims, you're the <laughs> fattest boy in camp. <laughs>
0: He's doing the arm thing over his shoulders. Oh,
1: you've broken my, my camera. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, so Lars, he's played by an American, a uh, guy's from Chicago. Yeah.
2: Tom Hodges. Who
1: knew? He's pretty, pretty impressive uh, accent work, as far go. as I know. <laughs> For
0: sure. Um, yeah, the, you've broken my camera.
2: Uh, that's that. Okay, thank you. Because that's that's the best line that he gets. It, it, in my opinion, it's not the best line in the movie, but it's the best line he says. When when Roy turns over and puts it on his butt, he's like, "You broke my camera." Like that's.
1: When they take over, they take over the camp and they're uh they tie him to the tree and they're like, "Bears love honey." And he starts screaming <laughs> and they go back and he's like, "I'm sorry, Mr. fear I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> Just so dumb, but it's so good.
0: Oh, that's so great! So how do they know he was
2: an illegal alien? How do they know he was an illegal immigrant? By the way, because like <laughs> if you don't if you don't keep your job, you're gonna get deported. Like that is <laughs> that is so evil for twelve year old to be doing that. That was dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only that. So when we'll talk about that that other guy because you you wanted to bring up some unanswered questions. That's one thing where it's like how did they find out this was whatever but also like tony Perkins brings in a whole bunch of these um these guys that he recruited and then there's that one dude that was like a camper the previous year who's just a narc and uh
2: i've got okay again i've got some thoughts the guy that plays dawson was also in rookie of the year and all respect to heavyweights the greatest line of the 90s film genre and canon is in Rookie of the Year when the guy that plays Dawson in heavyweights, <laughs> the doctor fixing Roman Gardner's nose gets hit in the arm, and he goes, funky butt-loving, and he turns to his friend and goes, oh, did he say funky butt-loving?
0: <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it because I thought at first when, when I saw that kid, I was like, is that Buzz from Home Alone? And then I was like, no, nah, it's from something else, and you it. Yeah rookie of the year yeah
1: rookie of the year plays george
0: there you go um so yeah that was a I, i didn't pick up that guy's name uh let's talk about uh other favorite campers and we can always mix in quotes here like what camper either stole the show for you or you know you give kind of the mvp of this movie to what do you think as far as the campers go
1: I think, I think it's hard not to say uh, Josh being the like the funniest because he's just everything he says is, you know, perfectly timed. It's definitely more mature, but, but my like sleeper is Sam. The, the guy with the braces and the salami on his Solani back, Salami Sam, and, yeah, yes, yeah, so, yeah, and he's the one who you know they're at the dance and he's got like a tuck shirt and the bow ties undone and he's making out with the chick at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's 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 he steals it. He's so good.
0: Yeah, I I agree on that. I had Sam as my number one, and you you definitely um, had that for me. I think that uh, we got to give some love to Sims thank you uh, <laughs> good lord sims was just i mean more of a he, he had very few lines um yeah except he's coming uh yeah <laughs> but other than that just his um every in every scene that he's just kind of on the side um he's doing something great like either has a nosebleed
2: he's crying he overalls on
0: been- the hike
2: in his yeah in the montage when the nurse is like consoling him and he is in tears the guy playing sims is he's he's getting his shots up he is really acting his ass off because like that kid again he has like maybe nine words in the whole movie and it's the same three words yeah (laughs) he's coming or two words but i love i love sims i like uh I also, I mean, we mentioned Roy, like just, just being a good friend the whole time, you know, sees Jerry is the fat kid, wants to bring him in and, and and indoctrinate him into the group. And so it's, it's always good to have that character who, and also he's, he's pretty funny and, uh, he, he may or may not have some of the best lines in the movie that we'll get to.
0: Yeah. He's, he's the glue guy is, is, is kind of the thing. Like Jerry, sure. New, new guy and kind of drives the show in the movie eventually. But, but Roy's the glue guy. He's, he's yeah. what holds everyone together. So anyway, other than that, let's, uh, let's get into other parts of the movie. I know we, we want to talk best quotes. Um, so I guess let's, let's finish up with that. I mean, we, we talked a bunch about Lars, but as far as other quotes that really stick out in this movie, um, what do you got? Rob, you said you got a list. So let's start with you.
2: I got a list. I got seven. I whittled it down. Um, the first one, and this is something I've joked about in my personal life, like inside jokes with some friends of mine, and, uh, and it is when Tony gets on the PA system and goes, attention campers, today's lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle, deal with it. Like shit. Deal with it. <laughs> it just amazing. Uh, yeah, the buddy said, buddy! buddy! I had them on the body system. Bo- the body, the body. <laughs> uh, yeah, just when Roy, just Roy again, just cuts, camera pans, and he sits down next to Josh. You want a fat camp? This
1: <laughs> just... yeah, Jerry. Uh, uh, new nurse.
2: Yeah, and uh, when Jerry is when they're playing a the tape to Tony, and Jerry says, "You're a loser, a loser with a skinny wiener." <laughs> That's deep. Um, what else and, the
1: keyword uh, yeah today is evaluation day the keyword value do
2: definitely. you have any not yet <laughs> yeah. um when they're looking at when they're looking out at the the party at night and they're looking at paul feig and uh pat's like he looks like a human s'more i thought that was really funny
0: and then immediately he's like i better go down there <laughs>
2: yeah. and then uh again what what um Oh, and one more before I get to my favorite. Uh, it's when the guy announcing the Apache relay comes on and says, "Well, as always, it's the favorites can't be MVP this year versus the perennial losers from Camp Hope." <laughs> <laughs> I just think that was one of those lines that Apatow wrote. That's like maybe people will notice, maybe they won't. But it's you know it's supposed to be this impartial person just crapping on the kids from Camp Hope. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite that Roy says is when they, when they wake up in the morning and he's like, all right, what did we learn? And he goes, don't put Twinkies on your pizza. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get that into the Memorial high school yearbook for my senior quote, and they wouldn't oh. take it. And I was like, if y'all knew what this was from, I feel like you would, you would let me have this one. Uh, yeah. But, but that, that one, that one's just good advice.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I came up with a couple ones that I thought were just hilarious and definitely situational. Uh, one of The first one, though, is uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, Tony Perk has given a little background. He goes, when I was 11 years old, I weighed 319 <laughs> pounds. I had bad skin, low self-esteem, and no self-respect. And now I eat success for breakfast, skin milk. <laughs> and all the kids just go, Ugh. <laughs> like something like that 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 makes it so good and then after pat stands up to t- uh tony and he's sitting out on the uh, sitting out on the dock his camp mvp's like having a cookout and jerry goes to check on him he goes they're having a cookout over at camp mvp tonight Kara- carolina ribs the pork not the beef <laughs> it's like you can tell all of that just from smelling it from across the lake and uh- Last thing, um, when they're, uh, Josh, when he gets kicked out and they're like, oh my gosh, do you guys ever hear what happened to Josh? And they're all looking around and Sam, like Sam hears something and he's like, all I know is I hear he's living in New York with a guy who has no legs. And they're like, oh my gosh, where'd you hear that from? He goes, I don't know, I'm just telling you what I heard and he didn't hear anything (laughs) remotely to that. But the the chef, who's like, oh, yeah, your friend, he's dead. That's Peter Berg, the director. Yeah. No way. Un- uncredited role, but it is Peter Berg. It is hilarious that that is him. Like, I went back and watched it again. Yeah, I can tell you, he's yeah, your friend, he's dead. <laughs> Just completely, un, un- like, unprovoked.
0: <laughs> so there were a lot of, I love um, those side characters, because between, between him and Kenny the cameraman, it's like, these these are guys that you're just like they're just lighting up a cigarette indoors <laughs> like, while they're serving food to kids.
1: Put the fruit um, trays out; the insects will be out soon.
0: <laughs> right. Some of the underrated quotes I I I came back to and was like, oh my gosh, that's that's so much funnier now that I'm adult. Um, we'll start with uh, Jerry Stiller when when uh, I guess he's the camp owner, Harvey Bushkin and they're saying their, their farewell, and she's like, uh, Harvey and I are saddened and dismayed to announce that we are no longer the owners of Campo, and then he goes off on, like, uh, I gotta find, again, I found the quote, it's, sometimes in life things don't work out the way you planned, and in those situations, sometimes you file chapter 9 bankruptcy. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's things that you, you're you like, I don't get this as a kid. I get that they're selling the camp. But just I, – I thought he, he had a pretty good – for only two, three minutes of screen time, some pretty good stuff.
1: They're wa- they're walking off stage, and he's like, oh, yeah, don't let anybody sign your checks.
2: <laughs> just channeling Frank Costanza in that moment. <laughs> That's right. Uh, other
0: than that, the, the other one where, where Jerry's kind of writing the letter – which I don't think like a lot of his stuff in the letter is just like kind of malaise, but then he he jumps to the, I want meat. (laughs) They're just chasing the cows. (laughs) That gets me every freaking time. Oh boy. So obviously very, very memorable movie. Um, But one thing that I didn't actually ever pick up on until like this time watching is who is the real villain in this movie? is it Tony Perkis or is it camp MVP and whoever that uh, Chris, (laughs) whoever their leader is. Oh my gosh. That guy was so mean.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's a really hard one to answer because I think that I think Tony Perkis is a, a microcosm of society and MVP is, you know, society as a whole and, Excluding people based on being different, and the entire time these people are being told they suck, and stuff like that. And so while Tony's intentions were strictly financial and really selfish, uh, he was just trying to make himself better and the fact that they, the kids happen to be collateral in that. but you know the the climax of the film is winning the beating camp mvps so by structure film structure purposes i would have to say that mvp is the ultimate villain
0: rob i agree
2: i i think another thing about tony is another funny line he says when he's talking to the campus for the first time he goes like it's like uh you know, growing up as an only child and having private tutors for my entire life, I'm really, fo- I'm really looking forward to interacting with children for the first time. <laughs> and uh, and there's and again, there's that moment where when they're on the nature hike, and he's like, "Leave the stragglers, I was left," or what? Like, clearly, and, and then the cameo he plays of his own dad at the end, like, clearly, he he had some things going on where maybe maybe home life wasn't great for old Tony. And so yeah. weighing 300 plus pounds at 12 years old, maybe is not a, a, a weird thing in that moment, but I'm with Warren that it's, it's camp MVP because we didn't talk about this scene, but the baseball scene, I don't know if y'all noticed what the score was, but to Warren's point, when, <laughs> when Pat goes up to Chris, he's like, Hey, you guys kill us every year. You, you mind taking it easy. And he's like, no, we, we train them to, to be the best they can be. We can't, we can't let up on y'all. Um, I looked at it last night. It was 61 nothing in the top of the six. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a bunch of 11-, 12-year-olds. I don't really know what you're teaching them to just beat the life out of somebody at that point. But, um, yeah, I think – and then, like, you have even, like, that post-80s movie villain, like the kid driving against Jerry in the go-kart. Like, yeah, you know, watch out. This kid drives dirty. Of course he does. Like, of yeah. course he does. They can't yeah. – you know, not only are they more – they're just superior talents. Like they, they play the dirty too. Like they, they just cut yeah. every corner they can.
1: They don't, they don't beat camp MVP without Tony. Tony was a necessary force to unite them under one banner to change their habits and realize that they had it within them all along. Yes. There you go. Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney.
0: <laughs> that is, that was the plan the whole time. Yeah. Cause I, I kept thinking back on like, who is this coach or whatever the, uh, chris he's driving a boat with kids on it with megaphones just driving by the camp and yelling you suck you suck, you suck. <laughs> like That's i mean, not good it's 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 an, it's incredible and you know on top of that just just the um yeah <laughs> you're like uh yeah well we can't let up on them. that would just confuse them uh right and just yeah uh, looking looking good pat <clears throat>
1: But there's then just to talk about kind of like that outside world perspective on the kids when they have parents day and Jeffrey Tambor, just hilarious actor through and through is playing Jerry's dad. He sees him and as he's running up, he's whispering to his wife and he goes, oh, my God, he looks the exact same. (laughs) He he goes, "Hey, how are you feeling, bud? He's kind of looking him up and down and then. He's like, uh, you, you look the same, and he goes, "Well, I, I, I feel better." And his mom's like, "Oh, well, that's good." And he runs off, and he goes, "He has lost a pound." <laughs> that was it. Like that's, that's, still like the outside perspective is, you know, I, I think it is definitely bigger than than Tony, uh, but that's I great. hadn't really thought about it until you, you asked the question.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible um, how how much of a douchebag that Camp MVP guy is, but. I mean that that's the it ends with the Apache relay, so you gotta you gotta think that ultimately it was yeah what's what's inside of us and how can we you know still you know not just be considered fat kids we gotta have something to our name and so let's talk Apache relay because um, that that was a scene we we wanted to save to the end because I think it is great it is the climax of the movie um, and everyone kind of gets to do their part, um, but. What are your favorite parts about the Apache Relay? Let's give shout-outs to MVPs. Uh, open it up.
2: Go ahead, Rob. Well, first of all, again, just a, a couple of questions I'm going to get into about the Relay. And the first is really how in the world did Camp Hope catch up? Because there were some parts where, like, it seemed like, Camp MVP was like an hour and a half ahead of them, <laughs> and it doesn't seem like this is like a four-hour race. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get right to it, I think the MVP, and we didn't talk about it all as a camper, is Nicholas coming in yep. with the brains and just yep. blowing through all the questions uh, in the little tent there. I think that's that's really obviously what gave Camp Hope uh, a fight and chance in the go-kart race there. So my uh, my my Apache relay is Nicholas for sure
1: yeah absolutely and he has the quote once he catches up to him and he goes you americans have no sense of history (laughs) like that's that's such a great like slap in the face but it's so true
2: yeah
1: like we yeah we just we don't we don't pay attention to it like i honestly i i cannot name five vice presidents right now
0: yeah and the only reason i can is because i taught u.s history
2: there you (laughs) go yeah I just, yeah, you hear that? No, I, I mean, so, I, so at this point of the podcast, make sure you pause it and ask them who are five vice presidents.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> Quail. <laughs> share. Uh, share. <laughs> <laughs> so he he was great, but also just Josh. I, I think that was where it looks like an hour and a half was made up and shaving a balloon, yeah. which. As we all, you know, that was how we first learned to shave was by shaving a balloon. Obviously. That's obviously how you learn it. So, you know, that that was, you know, he was just whistling, having a jolly old time shaving the whole thing. And then you know, the fact that they were able to, uh, you know, procure a, uh, a boat engine <laughs> to really help the captain get his wings. You know, that's, uh, that helps out too. So big the ups other- to the, uh, the mechanics at uh, Camp Hope.
0: I'm glad you guys brought up, like, how much catching up was done because did they not have tryouts for, like, or ask who could climb a wall?
2: Brett, did you watch the baseball game scene? I, <laughs> I
0: understand that.
2: They were all at the same level. <laughs> you, would thought, you would have thought you'd have thought
1: you'd put Sims because he could have, like, maybe jumped up a little bit and reached the top of the wall, but they had, the, the uh, sh- of, like, a little squatty kid who <laughs> – hilariously you i thought like the first time watching it i remember it being like oh man he's got to be like halfway up and he still has like a foot on the ground it's- and that's his one scene in the movie by the way <laughs> i know
0: they didn't even put like a camper that we were familiar with uh, he's just a contest winner up there i thought i thought for sure you put either like i mean the skinniest guy was nicholas and obviously they're they're gonna save him as the ringer um but, like, throw Michael up there. and I mean, did he not compete because he had asthma? I don't get it.
2: I don't know. Unanswered question. I, I guess. I also don't know. and well, I mean, this is a preview of unanswered questions. How exactly did Camp MVP finish the relay? Because, again, given the um, the brains on our boy guessing share as a vice president, I feel like it's 20 or 35 years later or whatever, and he'd still be standing there being like – yeah. Let's <laughs> see.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, he could at least with the, uh, the equation be like, oh, yeah, let's start with one, two, three, four, five. And, you know, he eventually would have gotten it. The art stuff as well. Uh, the only reason I knew what they were is because I, I, I have an art minor in college and I had to take art history. I couldn't tell you the exact naming of the painting. I could tell you the artist on one. I could tell you the name on one. And the artist on one and the other, you know, so I'd still be stuck there
0: <laughs> that's i, I agree because I mean how many did they have to rattle off you You saw that they got through three, it looked like there were more behind it, so I get the art thing could have been flown by, but that math like I mean seriously, we should have paused the movie and see if we could have actually answered the question, yeah, and, and see how long it took because people would just be sitting there for hours I may, I may, have, to, I may have
1: to give that a shot.
0: we'll see how long that Apache relay would have actually taken. That's a great question. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Other than that, um, let's see here. I guess, um, Rob, you brought up unanswered questions. So what are some other things that you thought about while watching this movie that you're like, what, why haven't they, or, you know, where did this come from? Or, you know, unanswered questions, I guess is, is kind of what I'm asking.
2: Did you did you say your camp in or your Apache Relay MVP? Oh well it's gotta be Nicholas. Um
0: I mean okay. you guys totally solved it there. Um because it's it's definitely it's either Nicholas or Josh. Uh the other guy's like, I'm sure <laughs> who am I gonna give it to Cody <laughs> 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 for the sack race? <laughs> Jeez, unless they were doing that on purpose to like, you know, make them get them false hope. Um, but I guess like branching off of it, one of my unanswered questions. Um, is why when they got to the go karts, why didn't they just go? Like, this is a relay yeah. race. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Uh, got nothing. nothing. Nothing.
2: I got nothing. Yeah, no, uh, I got a ton. Uh, and these are all kind of chronological. I just wrote them down as I saw them. So, we talked about the first day of school, if that's really what it's like. Uh, when Jerry's running by the baseball field, my question is, is the actor playing Jerry just not a natural left-handed thrower? Or is he just – he, does he have a terrible arm? Because, like, you know, common thing is, like, actors aren't great athletes sometimes. And uh, I feel like his acting's not that good where he can make that bad of a throw. I feel like he's right-handed and they were like, yeah. hey, try to throw this left-handed because we need it to look terrible.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely want to say that because uh, Jerry plays carp from mighty ducks one yes, and i'm pretty i'm pretty sure in that movie he is like a right-handed hockey player which would make him most likely right-handed yeah
2: and the parents are just you're, laughing you're at him guy fan. can't throw it over the fence you yeah. <laughs> started laughing at him yeah uh, yeah yeah we talked about how roger johnson sh- like shows up at this house um and that whole thing uh The mouth signal that Jerry Stiller was doing when he walked up, like this thing was like, (laughs) what is that? What is that supposed to be?
1: I got nothing. I just think that was Jerry being Jerry.
2: (laughs) Hi, hi, hi. Hi, yeah. (laughs) Um, Unanswered question, did – did team or did, did Camp MVP score 100 runs in that baseball game? They had 61 in the in the sixth inning. Did they score 100? Do
0: you think they're playing nine innings?
2: Yeah, assuming they're playing nine innings.
0: Uh, I think. Well, I, I mean, if they went to nine innings, yes. I think after after uh, Roy takes the baseball bat to the catcher, I think they called the game. <laughs> Like he, like he knew what he was doing when he yeah. punched it. He started walking back to the dugout and was like, "We're we're getting kicked get out, guys." Well, I mean, if they,
1: had, if they if yeah, they if they had sixty one in the sixth, then they would have ended up with ninety below a hundred in the ninth, just just by math purposes.
2: Well, yeah, but but we're also like they had like <laughs> they had a, I, I also wrote down how many runs they scored per inning. They had a sixteen run inning in there, so. Yeah, yeah, I they, saw that. <laughs> they have a couple more of those. They have a couple more of those. They're trending towards 100.
0: And they're only the, going to get yeah, more tired all, as the game goes on.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You want, yeah. The, after after he blew his perfect game by pegging <laughs> Jerry, uh, you figure you take out your starter and you <laughs> go to the relievers. <laughs> uh, pitch count. How
2: about <laughs> this one? Was tying up Lars in the woods and the other two counselors, but Lars mainly was tying up the counselors and just leaving them in the woods that's worse than putting tony in a cage because they like feed tony and i know it's electrocuted or electrified and all that but isn't just leaving them out in the woods worse
1: oh absolutely one is one is kidnapping and uh you know like false imprisonment (laughs) the other one is uh straight up (laughs) premeditated murder (laughs)
2: <laughs> like they're like there's no bears out here but like what if what if one does what if what if something else comes out there and just a wolf like claws his face off well, yeah i think i think
0: there were probably bears out there too because what what i thought when i was kind of uh you know i didn't pull up the you know tracking number on the plane to see where they were headed but i did notice from the murderer's row of fast food places that they were in at least at a place that had a bojangles and so yeah. <laughs> i was I was thinking this is like North Carolina or something. There are they bears filmed, in those woods. They
1: filmed yeah. in. They filmed. They filmed in North Carolina.
0: There you go, man. One bow jangles and I'm on. I'm on fire.
1: Yeah, that is definitely the murders row. That is like thirty. That's like Ella in Six Ten North.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, other other questions,
2: Rob. Uh, well, this is just one I had for myself, but um, it was kind of a realization I had in watching it as an adult, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I think I would have been at Camp MVP. Yeah, like if, if those okay. I mean, not not talking body shame or anything like that. But like, I wasn't a fat child, and so – but if there was, like, a camp that, like, offered arts and, you know, literature and whatever – And then, like, something like Camp MVP – like, I would have gone to Camp MVP, and I feel like I didn't have as much, you know, confidence when I was, like, 11 and 12. I feel like I would have joined in that bullying and, like, been part of that system. Like, Chris, the coach, would have, like, brainwashed me into just absolutely destroying these kids. And I'm ashamed to say that, but, like, the competition part would have just gotten a hold of me. You look
0: a little like the uh, driver. So, the camp MVP driver, or at least the guy yelling you suck on the boat.
2: (laughs) It might be the same kid.
0: I can can buy into that.
1: Yeah, Rob, I've I've no need to be uh, competitive at various (laughs) points in our lives. For for y'all
2: that know me kind of well, losing is not my favorite thing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You would, have been, you would have been a terrible character at Camp MVP. At the, end, at the end of the Apache Relay, you would have not talked to anybody for at least a month.
2: Oh, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm diving in the lake for that cut
1: too. Like that thing. That's a, that's a great line. Hey, you guys are going to hear from our lawyers. We're protesting. This. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: dude, how many people were there to watch the relay? Like people came from all around.
2: But those, like, that's the parents, right? The parents of the I kids. Guess. Yeah. I mean, so they're still so my, my Lauren Lauren mentioned
1: this. She goes, it's called the Apache Relay. And is it always called the Apache Relay and they have it held at Camp Hope? Or does it change the name because Camp Hope was dressed like Native Americans and the other guys were dressed as Greeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Greeks with baseball cleats, though.
1: Hogarilla. Yeah. That that wasn't a safe decision, climbing up the rock wall in cleats? That's really dangerous.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, but I wonder if they
1: changed the name if it's called if it's called like the Olympus relay over if they have it at uh, uh camp MVP. I don't know. That's a good question.
2: It's a good yeah. observation. Um
0: let's see here. Uh anything else y'all picked up on?
2: Uh, one, of, one of the last quotes
1: that is a lot more hilarious now, and like every single year that we get, like, another year, we get another year, we get another year. Uh, my dad, the lawyer, pressed charges on Tony for not uh, giving us a refund, and he caved like the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, that, that is great. Oh
0: boy, that's fun. I got an
2: I got another one in. These are Brett, this is what I text you about the, the WTF moments. Um, oh yeah. And I'm gonna leave this one for the end. But uh, one of them, they I don't know if this is just because I watched it on Disney Plus last night. I also own the DVD OBS. And it seems like they blurted out all the curse words. And you can tell, like in the in the at the end of the relay when they're doing the go-kart race, the kid clearly says, like, oh. But yeah. he goes, oh, and then it's like shirt. Sure. And he clearly yeah. doesn't say that.
1: Yeah, um, it's a ton, it's just a ton of ADR. Uh, there are tons of times in the film that they got bad audio. Yeah, and they just had somebody put in in it afterwards. And so I'm sure result. he definitely said it. We're not going to yeah.
2: keep the curse in there. We're going to take that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we already talked about the leaving. I mean, still like leaving Lars in the like leaving them in the woods, even for twelve year olds, like that is that's dark. That's just insane. Um, <laughs> And then the last thing, this has nothing to do with the weight of the two people, but the nurse Julie picking Pat over Tim, and it's not because Tim is skinny and Pat is overweight, I just feel like Tim was more of like, he was charismatic and he was, he was, he was, you know, he was not as like concerned about like, you know, what everything looked like. He's, you know, that dancing, he's the one out there like leading the charge and it seemed like Julie took to that, and so I'm not really sure why. I mean, I, I know why for the structure of the movie, but I feel like in the real world, Julie doesn't end up with Pat, and she just sees him as a guy that, like, won't take a shot with her, so.
1: Hey, he's he's very uh, fatherly, and uh, I think that that was what she was looking for at that time. Maybe if it was, you know, college, she would have had uh, fun dancing around with uh, Tim.
0: yeah. You guys are totally wrong. This is why Tim, he blew his shot right at the beginning when he's wearing that crop top Carolina Panthers jersey. <laughs> like number – And well, the jorts. Whoever it was, Shut Wesley off. Walls or something, in jorts
1: and
0: jorts. <laughs> he's
2: showing the midriff. He's, he's, he's showing he's his stomach. No, like, I, look I, at that, this. At point, look what I got going now. Yeah,
0: he, was wearing,
1: no. he was wearing some Timbs with it too.
2: Yeah, so Julie
0: was clearly going to walk up to him and then saw what he was wearing, what he was doing and said, I'm going to pivot and went with the safer option. So,
2: you don't think she saw so a haircut and was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think this is, I don't know if you guys have ever, I this is the first time I did it, but there's a post credit scene in the movie. A post credit? I, li- I stuck yep. around
0: for the song. I, yeah,
1: There's a post-credit scene, and it is Tony Perkis at a door selling crystals as a part of, like, a healthy lifestyle. He's, like, a door-to-door crystal, like, crystal science, crystal junk science salesman.
0: Oh, man. How did I never catch that?
1: I I, I had never done it, and I just kept fast-forwarding because I like to see, like, where they film and, like, any of the credit stuff that they give, you know of credit to and that was that was the scene and I was blown away I've seen this movie 20 times never never waited around after the song
0: well that settles it I'm going to have to go find that song and load it at the end of the podcast so kids uh, (laughs) enjoy this tune from the soundtrack heavyweights and uh, for all of us here at uh, 90s Netflix nostalgia we'll see you next week thanks guys for coming on bye bye
1: all right, guys, let's sing the inspiring Camp Hope song. What do you
2: say? Ah, come on. Here we go.
1: Camp Hope, Camp Hope, we sing to thee. Come on, guys, sing the greatest I camp in history. It. A place for boys That's all sakes. That song's gorgeous. cool.
0: Want to hear something cool? Okay, catch. Let's rock it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can't poke, can't poke the place, the boy. We got no girls, we got no
0: toys. Those so punks so are hard, but have them stop. Just night a snake <laughs> crawled in my side. I'm sure
2: the shower door is shut. Or else it's here, fight your flight. It's so fantastic, you friends, made A oh, horse fight in the lake. Oh